0: Hi, it's Debbie Gilbert from the Best Business Women Awards and today I'm joined by the amazing Taz Thornton who was the winner of our best coach category in 2018 came back again in 2019 and scooped a finalist placing in our most inspiring businesswoman of which we had way over 100 entries for that. So that was pretty awesome. So I'm joined today by Taz and she's going to be telling us a bit about her business, about why she entered the awards and what the
1: impact of the awards has had. So welcome, Taz. Thank you, Debbie. Thanks for inviting me. It's been amazing to be involved with you you guys for for so long. Thank
0: you. So tell us about the business. When did it start? What made you start it? Just tell us a bit of background.
1: Oh, I'm going to have to try and nutshell it now. This is going to be the difficult one. Um, I'd always been the kind of person that people came to for advice. I was always the one, ask Taz, she'll know, she'll know. And you know, it, it kind of became a business so many years before I properly started doing it. And it was a result of, you know, we've all got that friend of a friend of a friend that we don't know very well, but keeps going, could I just ask you about this? Can you just tell me, can you just, and eventually I got a bit sick of this and went back and said, um, this, will, this will tell you how long ago it was when you think of my fees now. Yeah, you can make an appointment for that. It's £45 an hour. Would you like to do it? And she said, yes. Oh. (laughs) So that's kind of how I officially started charging for my coaching. But before then, what had happened is I'd been through all kinds of life challenges. I'd been through a really horrendous um, abusive relationship. I'd been through depression, through a breakdown. I tried to check out and ended up breaking my back in three places. And through all of that, I eventually recognized that the one thing that made me feel whole... Was helping other people, so at the same time as holding down a really top-level job in uh, global B two B publishing, I set off on this this trail of of learning different modalities that I could use to help others. I spent ten years working with shamans and medicine people. I trained in neurolinguistic programming. I became an enterprise mentor. I trained in extreme empowerment, everything from you know walking on broken glass to firewalking some coaching stuff too. And at the end of that, I'd got this really amazing skill set. Plus, of course, all the stuff I'd learned through, through top-level corporate management, everything from um, conflict management and then I went and trained in some team building. So I'd got this bag. But even when I left my corporate publishing job, I was kind of scared of going back into to corporate for a while. I think I felt so burned and so burned out mm. from what I've been through that for the first couple of years, I, I worked with, with my wife, Asha rebranding her business into Turquoise Tiger, which was kind of social media, PR, content coaching. And I was just doing my own stuff on the side, but it was all my spiritual stuff under my fire child shamanism brand, which is still going. And then that started to grow and people started to come to me and say, we bring this stuff in, into our business because I think, this, this personal development stuff could help people. And so eventually I got I got over myself and launched myself as Taz Thornton quite deliberately because then I couldn't keep hiding behind a brand. I had to be absolutely me, no BS. This is what you see is what you get. And it all grew from there. And I think I can trace every bit of success I've had, including the, the, the amazing accolades from you guys, whether it's, you know, the the stages I speak on across the globe, TV, radio, magazines, I can trace it all back to one video I did off the cuff about probably six or seven years ago now, I think. And before the days of Facebook Live, I'd never really told people about some of the, the, the stuff that I'd been through. Even when we were teaching people about personal brand, before it was even called personal branding, I was telling people that, you know, people needed to know about the person behind the business and what was driving you, the stuff that we would now call your why. And I didn't realize I wasn't doing that fully until I recorded this off the cuff video for my Facebook friends. And it was just to tell them what I'd been through. I talked about wanting to die, how failing to kill myself was my biggest mistake and greatest success all rolled into one. How I wanted to be able to use some of the challenges I'd been through to help other people stuck in that gray area of abuse because mine was never fisticuffs so I used to pray that it just hit me but it was emotional psychological sexual and I just talked it rambled it broke every marketing rule in the book when it comes to video I went on for like nearly 10 minutes there was no script I wasn't wearing my branded gear I'd got sweaty old gym gear on my hair was a mess even more than it is in lockdown <laughs> and I hit send and then my phone started lighting up like a circus tent it was like oh my god what's going on what's going on so i pick it up and check I'd forgotten to hit friends only. And the video, oh it was going viral. And I went into this this panic mode, this, oh, my God, I'm going to get typecast. People won't trust me. If I want to go into coaching properly, people won't trust me because they'll be like, she's had mental problems. She's wanted to die. She won't be stable. All this rubbish.
0: Mm.
1: And it was before the days that Facebook started filtering messages into other. So I was getting messages from everyone. And I picked up the phone and there was a message from somebody I, I, I didn't know from Adam. And she said, "I've just watched your video. I've been suicidal for years, and I've decided I want to give life a try." Ooh, I still get chills. Mm. And I thought I can't delete that video. I've yeah. got to leave it. Mm. And then another one came through from someone. I forget it was an, if it was a niece or a nephew, but they'd sent it to somebody in their family. They'd tried to kill themselves several times, and they'd watched it and said they were going to try living as well. Wow. And that it within a couple of days, we stopped counting at forty thousand global views. Wow, and I ended up on BBC and Diva magazine in Kindred Spirit on radio. And everything comes back to that because that's when I learned that actually vulnerability is a superpower. And if we can use what we've been through to help people relate to us, we can help them far more than saying, oh, well, this is a tool book. This is what I learned on that course. And I'm going to do this prescriptive program for you. So, so much of the stuff that I, do, that I do is intuitive. Yes, I'm fully trained. Yes, I'm insured and all that malarkey that we worry about far too much in the Western world. But I'm an intuitive coach. There's a massive raft of tools that I have that I can steal so from.
0: When you're working with clients, are you very much looking at them, their individual circumstances? You're not like trying to push people through a program,
1: are you? no. no. God, I have programs yeah of course the programs that i have they're tailored to the the individual can come in and take whatever they need i don't do a box ticking exercise i think that's so important some people are going to come to me who are more left brain mm. so they're going to shoot, suit more kind of mindset nlp some maybe even some hypnotic techniques some people will come who are, who are really kind of you know right brain and I've just got those the wrong way around, I think, Um, who are are far more kind of ethereal and spiritual. So some of the the more uh, fluid practices that I have, some of of the medicine teachings might go into that more, some of the energy work might come into that, that more. But it's very much, what does this person need? What's going on underneath that? What's going to get them to where they want to be? And I think another thing that I do differently, and I learned this the hard way, I used to be, what's your problem? Let's take you from A to B kind of vertical coaching. And then a while back, I recognised that the trouble is people very often don't know what they can aspire to. They don't realise how far they can go. That's where my whole Unleash Your Awesome thing came from. Because we've all got this pot of awesome potential. But because of our own limited beliefs, we can't see where we can go. So I stopped doing vertical coaching and went into horizontal coaching, which is okay. So we've solved that. What else could you do? Where can we go to next? And that helps people to beyond measure that's where you get into exponential potential and that's not me doing it it's them doing it I'm just opening doors and giving them a gentle shove and support when they need it
0: yeah but I mean that was what was clear I think with your entry about how many people you've worked with and how many lives that you've changed and I think that's what really put you at the top of the list for the best coach category and okay. every single judge there were four judges looking at the best coach category that year and I just look back had a quick look before we came on the call back at the judging schools and every single one of them had given you the top slot. Wow. So really interesting. I didn't know that before now. No. <laughs> I went and had a quick look because you know entering awards is not easy is it? It takes a lot of work so what
1: made you enter? I mean what was what was your thought? <laughs> well well that, that's the funny story because when I entered for uh, most inspirational businesswoman. Yeah, I was saying, like, let's have a go. Let's come back. It was such an amazing event last year. I can't re-enter that one. So what else is like? Let's try that. But when I won best coach, I don't, didn't actually know I'd been, I was going to say I didn't know I'd been entered. That sounds <laughs> terribly rude. Um, <laughs> what had happened is, is my wife, Asha, had, had, had engineered it and got together with some of my coaching clients and they'd all decided between them, that they were going to put me in for this award. So I didn't know until the very final stages when you get down to the stuff that they'd need to ask me about. So I didn't know until it was way on into the process that they'd all supplied this kind of dossier of, of testimonials and what I'd done for them. I was clueless. I didn't know until... It was way into the process.
0: To put this into context, Asha works with you in your business,
1: doesn't she? Yeah, you, you yeah. Well, well sort of. We, yeah. we used to work in the same business. And the idea was, what, I used to work with Asher and Turquoise Tiger when I first left corporate. And the idea was that I'd, I'd do my own stuff once I'd built up enough of a kind of credibility and client base. And that happened about five years earlier than we thought it would. So we work very closely together We're in different businesses now, but we sometimes come together for joint projects. But yeah, she she has a she's got her eye on. She got her eye well, on my Well, she ball.
0: certainly did a good job of collating all those amazing testimonials about you. So yeah,
1: I was so surprised when I found out. I mean, when, <laughs> when she said, "Look what they've all said," and again another, "Oh my god, people have said that about me, really?" And I didn't have to pay any of them. No. <laughs> <laughs> so on the
0: night you came to the ceremony, and I remember watching you <laughs> afterwards, and you were like, "I can't believe that I've even won this. I wasn't expecting to win." <laughs>
1: That was a funny night because um, it would have been my dad's birthday um, that night. And I don't normally drink at all. I'm, I'm, I'm as close to teetotal apart from saving myself the occasional nip of single malt as I can. And somebody offered me a drink that night. And I just went back into old default. What would I have had in my corporate days? Last time I was at like a black tide. Oh, I'll have a cranberry and vodka. Didn't stop to think that these are hotel measures. So <laughs> It's vodka with a splash of cranberry. So I had one of those. And, you know, when I was in corporate world and I used to work on awards events, so I knew this was rubbish when I was telling myself, but I was still doing everything to convince myself that I could we're at the back of the room, so no, I won't have one, it's fine. I can just relax and have a drink for my dad's birthday. So I had the first one, hotel measure of vodka for somebody who doesn't really normally drink. <laughs> then somebody bought me another one. And then, horror of horrors, I was wearing Spanx and it was one <laughs> of those bodysuits with the poppers in the, in the unmentionable area. And I sat there and I felt it go, pop, pop, pop. And I remember shuffling about in my seat for a bit and then saying to Ash, I've got 80 before my award jam. I can, I'm just going to go to the ladies. And I stood up and then they went, best coach. And I was, okay, well, I, I haven't won, so it's fine. So, so many people say they saw this purposeful stride up to the stage. <laughs> what was actually going on is I could feel these spanks flapping about like a windsock and I'm trying to balance on heels when I've had a couple of drinks that I wouldn't normally. I just think, oh, my God, I'm coming, to, I'm coming to pieces. So the purposeful stride was actually me being a little bit tipsy and worrying about the fact that my spanks were flapping about in the wind.
0: So how did it feel to be chosen as the best coach in the UK? Oh, just,
1: I still can't believe it now. It's, I mean, it's, I use it a lot in my marketing. And it's the same with, um, with being a finalist in, in Most Inspirational Businesswoman. I always think the, these awards, it's it's not just about entering and winning. It's about the reach that you have afterwards. And I, I frequently get accused of being a bit of a publicity tart. And I absolutely am. But the reason that I will go for so many media opportunities, it's not for me. It's not for ego. I've, I've actually had to learn to be confident. I'm quite naturally quite introverted. So I had to really push my comfort zone. But I recognize that if my sole mission is to help as many people as I possibly can, I can't be a success and a secret at the same time. I can't help people if they don't know that I exist. So I will constantly stretch my comfort zone, obliterate my comfort zone and put myself into these crazy situations. Because people need to be able to hear some of my story in order for me to be able to help them. So yeah, everybody go for the awards, recognize that there's a difference between different kinds of awards. The thing that makes your awards so so amazing is that the proper awards with a judging panel, it's not a popularity contest. No. You know, So many of these are just how many people are going to vote for you. And that's got nothing to do with nothing. how good you might be, how adept you might be at your area of business. So yes, it's an amazing feel good factor. For me, Quadruply so because of that situation where all my clients had put me forward for this without my knowledge. But also the the accolades that have come on the back of this have, have have opened me up to more people and allowed me to help more people. And you can't put a price on that. You just can't. So thank you. So uh,
0: Taz, you've come on board as a sponsor this year and on I her have. judging panel, which yeah. we are really chuffed about. So you're gonna be on the other side of this. I know you have judged yeah. other awards in the past and even compared awards and involved in lots of awards so you're a great asset to our judging panel so what sort of things will you be
1: looking for in people's entries the things that turn me on as a as a judge when I'm looking for when it's anything to do with with a business with a career is why people are in it I've got this real I'm I'm really super turned on to, to why people are running a business it has to be a real passion for me if somebody's in a business just to earn money. I'm not interested. Anybody can do that. There has to be heart. There has to be a real mission. There has to be a real purpose. There has to be a story behind them. And they have to really want to aspire to support, motivate, help others. And that's what I'm going to be looking for above all else. There has to be a skill set, obviously. It doesn't matter how much we want to help others if we don't have the skill set to do it. So they have to have a credible set of skills and they have to be in it for the right reasons.
0: If someone's watching this and they're thinking, oh, I don't know about entering, you know, not sure what to do, should I enter, shouldn't I enter, what advice would you give them? Enter. <laughs> That's simple.
1: <laughs> yeah. What have you got to lose, really? You know, it will help you. I mean, again, I didn't benefit from this as much on the first one, but with the second one, when I was working with Asher to put those that, that award, pro, the, the entry together... I learned a lot about my own business. It's such um, uh, an in-depth entry process for your awards, which is again was what makes them so credible. I learned a lot about my own business just through that process. It made me think about my own business in a different way. So I would say, don't get hung up on winning. Sour grapes syndrome is is not pretty. You don't want to be displaying that. Think about why you're you're entering these awards. Go into these awards as a process to educate yourself and learn how to put an awards pre- uh, awards entry together. You'll learn a lot about your business and yourself just from that process. Uh, go in there and give it your best shot. Hmm. But again, don't get hung up about whether you walk away with that trophy, although it is a very beautiful glittery trophy. <laughs> if you don't win one, I'll send you a picture of mine. <laughs> But go in there for the experience and the networking on the on the night as well it's an amazing networking opportunity you put so many different opportunities together for people afterwards as well it's not just about that awards night, so just have a go, give it your all, be prepared to be absolutely metaphorically naked when you put in that 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 entry in Tell us everything don't hold back, but don't go into it with the Going into it thinking you've lost if you, unless you get the trophy is not a winner's attitude. So going to this with an attitude of being part of something amazing, learning about yourself, meeting lots of amazing people in the process and recognise that even if you just end up at that event, if you end up on the shortlist, one of the finalists, you've already won. Yeah. That's what absolutely. it's
0: about. And so what's the plans with Taz Thornton? What's, what's the next couple of years hold for you? What have you
1: got going on? Do you know somebody, I've been asked this question a few times just, just this week. I've done a few different interviews this week. And it's always more of the same. And people look at me gone out. But I'm already doing what I want to be doing with my business. I'm already, you know, I've got more speaker training coming up. That was the biggest shot with lockdown, that I've got a speaker training retreat about to happen. And we had to try and find a date that everybody else could make. Um, more speaking gigs, they're still happening. They've just gone online. More of what I'm doing now, more coaching, more speaking, more opportunities to help more people but just bigger stages it's just more but scaling scaling where I am now you've done TEDx as well haven't you I've Would done you three talk? different TEDx talks three now, different
0: yeah. TEDx talks so yeah. I spoke to Sophie Millican earlier today she's just yeah. her first one excellent and so you've done three so if people google you in YouTube they'll be able to find your TEDx talks I will indeed what did you talk yeah. about just quickly in your TEDx talks what were the
1: topics? uh the, the first one was kind of my story flipping things around how I went from suicidal into having hope and wanting to live and do something with it so that was more your your inspirational stuff that they're moving away from now Mm. the second one was the science of being silly which looked at the different chemicals in our brain in our body and how having a more whimsical playful approach to life can do everything from making you healthy to live longer to look younger Um, and the third one which was my controversial one. I've been invited to all of these I haven't applied so I can't help you with the TEDx application process guys because people have come and said will you speak the last the third one was my most controversial controversial one and that was called a dangerous rainbow and it was about the kind of liberal blind spot when it comes to LGBT issues that so all of us who don't have any issue with who somebody loves don't see the levels of homophobia that are creeping back in so it was about that, you know, hate crimes are on the rise across the board, including LGBT hate crimes. So that was one that scared the pants off me doing it. When I was asked to speak on that subject, I was like, I don't know. Because, you know, I don't hide being gay, but I don't make a big thing about it either. Because so what? It's, it doesn't, doesn't denote who I am. I just happen to be married to a woman. But but then I thought about it and I can't expect all my clients to, to stretch their comfort zone if I'm being given something challenging and straying away from it. So I did it. I got lots and lots of flack off the back of it. It brought out all the, all the homophobes, came out and did some Taz bashing. But I made this promise to myself. And every time a bit of negative feedback popped up, I opened up a conversation. Mm. And that was hard. But a lot of people started talking and we got to, a bot, to, to the bottom of a lot of the issues that people were carrying. So that was a really good thing to do.
0: And I think that's really what makes you um, the person that you are and why you are one of our winners and why you are one of our most inspiring business women, because having got to know you over the last couple of years has been amazing. And I just think you are a great example of somebody who has left the bottom, but risen to the top. And if you can do it, anyone can do it. And there are no barriers. It's only your own mindset and your own limitations that you put in the way
1: the best so, thing about rock bottom is there's no more solid a surface surface to push back up.
0: push yourself up yeah. so thank you for joining me today it's been really inspiring as it is even when i grab a five minute chat with you when i've spotted you at the end of a networking event always come away feeling inspired and feeling invigorated so thank thanks you. for joining
1: us today no thank um, you thank you, you for everything that you are doing <laughs> debbie you're doing amazing work please carry on So thank you for joining us, Taz. Thank you so much.
0: Take care. care. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Business Awards Show. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with others and post about it on social media or leave a rating or review. To catch all of the latest information and show notes, please go over to our website, businessawardsshow.co.uk.
1: Thank you.